0: This is the Wine Me, Dine Me podcast. Forget the etiquette, no rules, just real talk. All right, well, this is fun. We're excited. We're here with a very special friend and guest, our first guest appearance. And we've got the mimosas poured. And um, yeah, we're excited to have a good conversation today.
1: We're so excited. Today we have Meg McMillian. She's the owner of Meg McMillian Beauty and Monroe Salon. A dear friend of mine, we worked together in the industry for years, and she's one of our favorite vendors to work with. And Thanks, one of the guys. much needed ones on the big day. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: So today we thought, you know, if, if you don't, for anybody who doesn't know Meg, not only is she incredibly talented with her beauty, um, But she's also an incredible stylist. So we wanted to combine, we wanted to talk today about like styling and specifically when it comes to, well, I guess weddings, of course, we're in the bridal industry, but also just styling in general. So um, yeah, let's, Meg, if you want to kind of like give us a little background on yourself and then we could start talking about beauty and fashion.
2: Okay. So I'm Meg McMillian, formerly Workman, um, if that's how you know me. Um, I am a hair and makeup artist. I've been in Charleston for the past 12 years. I've been working in weddings, um, on my own for about the last eight. And I just opened my first hair salon over in Riverland Terrace in Charleston called Monroe by Meg McMillian, where I have five stylists that work with me and they're all part of our, um, hair and makeup team for weddings as well. Cool. Congratulations! Yeah, congrats- Thank you. It's, it's
0: beautiful.
1: a beautiful. Oh my salon. god!
0: I haven't. I know you're a client.
1: I'm a client. Time.
0: I know. I haven't been to the salon yet, but I need to. You'll come to the next party. Yeah.
1: Oh yes, yeah, you will.
0: How would you describe? How would you describe your personal sense of like beauty, and then also like kind of your brand? Like, what do you, what do clients come to you for?
2: Okay, so I feel like this is very sweet because my husband tells me all the time. He's like, as Much as I don't want to know, I can spot like bad hair and makeup from a mile away because of you. Um, I just like to make people look like the most beautiful version of themselves on their wedding day or any celebration or any event that they're having. Um, I like to go glam, but I would say it's more like a dewy natural finish. Um, I don't like to do anything that's too harsh. I do like to have fun with different color palettes, um, different lip colors, like era looks, I guess, like Mm -hmm. looks in different eras. Like I had a bride recently who had this very cool like sixties, uh, like kind of look to her. And Mm -hmm. we did this like really fun, like tight half updo and we flipped out the ends and she just totally looked the part. So I like to have fun. Um, but I would say my own personal style when it comes to hair and makeup, I just like tan, glowy, beachy, beautiful, um, I love to add lashes, but nothing like too harsh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I just like to make people look like the best version of themselves on their wedding day.
0: I need mean, can you take me shopping for makeup? Yes. I need <laughs> help so badly. She Reagan says this all the
1: time. She really does. I really
0: do. I yeah. She doesn't
1: know what to buy. I don't know what to do. Buy.
0: My mom didn't do makeup, so I'm like, learning myself. It's okay. Neither did mine. I, need... I think that's why. Like,
2: yeah. I had to learn how to French braid because my mom didn't know how to French braid. So,
0: exactly. And yeah. here you
2: are. And here I am.
1: So, for hair and makeup, what is your ideal client as a bride?
2: Um, okay. So, this is so funny because people always ask me they're like, do you have bridezilla's? Do you like are they the worst and it's really funny because it's never the bride. It's always their mother. Yes. And I Mm -hmm. love the moms. This is not like to hate on the moms. We love the moms, but the moms are a little bit more insecure with where they're at at their age. Mm -hmm. And I would say the brides that come to me really are looking for my specific style. Mm -hmm. So I think somehow I've lucked into like curating a certain look and people come to me for that
1: what was the question again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
2: love you.
1: What is that look of the dream client? Do you like when they sit and they're like, do whatever, or do you want them to tell you what to do?
2: Yeah. I would say the majority of people, like my ideal client is someone who has a style in mind before they come to me. They know what they want their looks to be for each day of their event. My ideal client is probably going to have a two or three day event where we can create looks that, um, are cohesive across the board, but also different in the same way. Um, Someone who wants to have a little bit of fun, wants to do something out of their wheelhouse. Um, But again, like also still staying true to who they are. And I think that's like the most interesting thing about working with someone who has a full service wedding planner. A lot of times those people will hire a stylist to help them pick out their looks. um, And for that reason, The whole weekend looks cohesive. It looks amazing with, you know, the design that you guys put together and everything just looks like one. Mm -hmm. So I'd say my ideal client is someone who is thinking about that before they come sit in my child uh, chair for their wedding. So
0: they're already like fashion forward. They're already very like intentional. And I feel like your brain consistency is very strong. Mm -hmm. And so the clients you attract already know your kind of work we right. we actually internally have been talking about like concentrating our brand consistency a little better just yeah. to have like a more defined look yeah because like you know one of the things we prided ourselves on was oh we're chameleons we can do whatever mm-hmm. but I think that's working against us mm-hmm. whereas like imagine your page if you were showing like every different look you could do like High glam, or you know, something that's like beyond the natural, yes, but that's not what you're selling, and, and yes, so yes, and you're getting those clients you right. want,
2: yeah. And I think that that's something that I've oftentimes had people ask me, you know, when it comes to like doing a commercial photo shoot, or you know, maybe it's somebody who wants like a more like pageant matte finish makeup. I can do that. Do I want to do that? Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, I would say the majority of people that come sit in my chair and book me move forward with me as a client. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for a while I used to be like, well, I need to like post different things. and Like what you're saying, being more like a million, but what I've found that works best for me, especially when it comes to like social media and showing your portfolio and showing what you do you can be like a one trick pony and make a ton of money doing that.
0: I love that. I love that
1: line right there. That's so good. One trick pony. Nay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, let's talk about, okay. So brides are coming to you and they also have like, um, an idea of what their fashion is. And you are, we just looked at your closet, your fashion closet, which is amazing. So jealous of that. Talk to us about like, Fashion, you know, obviously we just touched on how it's parallel with your work, but like tell us about your styling and and that passion side of you. Okay. So
2: I grew up in a dance studio. My mom's owned a dance studio for like 35, 36 years. I did not know that. Okay, uh, and she still like works in it today. She's
1: loves it. She, she has... reminds me of the one on dance moms.
2: Yeah. She's not that mean.
1: But I could see it like fun. <laughs>
2: She's <laughs> direct for sure. Did you do ballet? And- um, well, okay. So like my little sisters, like, at well, I have an older sister and then two younger sisters. And they all went on to be like either a professional dancer or cheerleader in college. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm ready to party. So I went to <laughs> college for that. Um,
0: And they like
2: continued and were professional dancers and cheerleaders and everything like that. But I did dance growing up and I did like ballet, tap, jazz, but I was never like a ballerina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was never that refined. But um, (laughs) I would say like, really, I got into clothes and fashion just like from a really young age. I just thought it was fun. I loved like going shopping. I loved looking at everything. And I never really went through that phase of like, I'm going to be goth this week. I'm going to be hippie this week. Like I never went through that. I just had an eclectic style from like a young age and then I just went with it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have like an identity crisis, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, especially once I finished college, decided to go to cosmetology school. They went through that, like had to dye their hair pink, had to like do all these crazy things. And I was like, The ladies who are going to pay me to do their hair are not going to be getting pink pink hair. Right, Right. They're going to be getting like Victoria's Secret highlights. And that's what I need to stick with. So yeah, I don't know. I guess my personal style just developed over truly living in a place where people didn't have a lot of personal style. Mm -hmm. I would say not that people don't have great style in Hurricane West Virginia, where I grew up. There's a lot of people who do, but there wasn't a lot of inspiration, Mm -hmm. if you will, when it comes to fashion. And so I think playing with costumes and being in the dance Mm. world and Mm. being able to try costumes and wigs and all that fun stuff and makeup, um, I just kind of developed my sense of fashion and created my own taste. And I would say my personal style now is, I don't know, I guess it's always changing. I don't know. I was really into color last year. I think I was wearing like a I looked at my closet when I was getting rid of some things and I'm like, wow, I was really having like a color moment, you know, (laughs) like I think I was like searching during COVID uh, for something just to like feel anything, you know, sense.
0: find your color, find your happiness. I get that. Yeah.
2: And so I was doing a lot of color and stuff like that. And now I feel like I'm trying to go a little bit more classic with Mm -hmm. my style, but I love to do like fun nail colors. I love jewelry. I love sparkles, obviously. I love that.
1: What about the vintage side of you? Because you love vintage shopping.
2: Um. Yes. So, okay. I think that's like another thing. So when I was in college, I obviously did not have any money to spend on clothes. I would spend my money that I would make being a server at Forever 21 most of the time. But then I got really into thrifting because I was like, okay, like I can find cool stuff. that's different than no one else has. And it's like
0: $3. So
2: I started getting into thrifting and I think my love for that really comes from my grandmother, who we would always go to like antique sales and uh, yard sales and like antique stores growing up. And I just always thought that was so fun to find something that you didn't know you were going to find it before you got there. So yeah, I was an intern for this woman named Sammy Davis Vintage in college. I was her like social media intern. And she actually to this day, like puts together an entire like thrifting experience through New York city. Um, so yeah, I I would love to do. that. Yeah. She's insane. I mean, she's got the coolest stuff and yeah, I just started going to bigger cities once I finally, you know, had my first job and could afford to like go to fun different places. And I would always find myself at the thrift stores or the antique stores, um, just looking for something that nobody else has. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, like the designer thing as much as the next person, but, Money can't buy good taste. Oh my god, so, I love I
0: that. Yeah.
2: Sometimes people who have the most money just like they're buying the designer thing just to because they can, not because it actually looks good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And is that why you
1: told me not to buy my Prada boots that I'm currently wearing? <laughs> I do like the Prada boots. Okay. But <laughs> I didn't think you needed the Prada boots. <laughs> I love the Prada boots.
0: Like fun things that you find are conversation pieces. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's just like people are always like, Oh,
2: I don't know. Like, how are you wearing that jean skirt? Like, I feel like it would look like religious on me or something like a long jean skirt. Mm. And I'm like, it's like the, remember when those headbands that we would wear, like around the front of our head were yes. popular. What is that? I don't even remember what that's called, but you just have to put it on and don't think about it. You're just going right. to put it on and just go with it.
0: Right. And it's, con- it's all about your confidence. confidence. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I like something that everything has a story. Yes. And I mean, we were just talking about the sofa we're sitting on right now. Yeah. You know, so cool. So I think that's, that just speaks to your confidence.
2: Creativity, mm-hmm.
0: confidence, all of that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So what are some of your favorite brands? Now that we are just talking about brands yes. and finding things, are there, what are, what are you loving right now?
2: So my own personal wedding dress was Monique Lhuillier, mm. And we can talk about that too, because that was a whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that brands that are really fun right now are Daniel Frankel, Marcarian, um, Eva Lindell and Vivian Westwood. I think those are designs that I've seen my brides wear in the past couple years and moving forward that are just like cool, unique, but also still super classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just think like our normal shops that, that people shop online. That's another big thing that I'm hearing people do they want to skip the entire like bridal, like atelier mm. experience and just order something from like Shopbop or
0: interesting yeah, I didn't know that.
2: or, you know, wherever it is. Um, Why so, is
0: it, are they trying to be more frugal or is it, does they want to be more different or I think like the pressure of
2: being in those stores, especially for me and my own experience, I had something in my mind that I wanted and Everybody wants to give their opinion Mm -hmm. about what you're wearing. And at the end of the day, like you have to feel good in what you're wearing. Like you said, it all comes Mm -hmm. back to confidence. Like you can tell when a bride is not confident in what she's wearing. Yeah. So I think people are just like, oh, like they're still ordering a $12,000 dress. They're just ordering it to their house. And in the comfort of their own home, they're trying it on. And if they end up like not liking it a couple months later, they can still return it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think that's like probably started in during COVID because like bridal shops were closed. Right. Um, but that's something that I've heard of people doing, but then also there's still the bride that's like going to New York city and going to like seeing
0: a bride or maybe Oscar all about the experience that they want. Yeah. It sounds like what, so are the brides you're working with how are they styling themselves? Are they like splurging on the shoes or now I feel like people are splurging on bags more <laughs> for their wedding. Like yeah. what are you, how are you seeing them style themselves?
2: Um, so I'm doing actually like one of my really good friends weddings in January and she's like really into Paco Rabani right now. And mm-hmm. um, like the fun, like disco ball bags. And so, fun. so definitely I think she's into like the designer bags, but I think people are still doing white. Like I think people are like always going to be doing white. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think people are splurging across the board. Like I think people are going all out at their wedding. And I know I did. I know after the month I got married, I was like, whoa, (laughs) like, what did I do? But you know, I loved all the pieces that I bought, like still the shoes that I got, I still wear. Um, that's cool. Yeah. What was your
1: crazy dress story? Yeah.
2: Let's hear that. Oh my God. Um, okay. So I was supposed to get married in October of 2020. And I went in January of 2020 with um my friend Lindsay. She put together all these beautiful appointments for me in Atlanta I went with my mom and my three sisters. And we went dress shopping. And I couldn't find like exactly what I wanted. And there was this dress there by this designer, Elizabeth Dye. And her whole thing is like color and something different, da-da-da. And I had this vision in my mind that I wanted to be like, uh, what was Elvis's wife's name?
0: Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted
2: to have like a Priscilla Presley Bowman. And I wanted to be like light blue with like a light blue veil. And that oh, was what wow, I had wow. in my mind. And so I um, found this bright orange dress, which I know sounds <laughs> insane, but it was like V-neck. It had like a shorter sleeve, which sounds like so crazy. And then it had like a full tool skirt with like this bow in the back. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> I know my body's style. Like I know that this type dress looks great on me. And I tried it on in that color and I loved it. And they were like, these are all the colors that you can choose from. Like you can literally choose any color of the rainbow, blah, blah, blah. What so I picked like this light blue color or maybe it was, yeah, it was light blue. Making Priscilla happen. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be like iconic. It's going to be next level, whatever. And I finally go like in August, my wedding's supposed to be in October. Right. And it was like the Shein version no. of the original dress. No. And mind you like $4,000 like is a lot of money, but that's not totally insane amount of money to spend on a wedding dress nowadays. But like, so I had already like, my mom had already paid for the dress and I'm like standing there and I'm like, this is just not the same. Like the top was like white. The skirt was blue. Like the tool was completely different. It was like a cupcake moment. Like I'm going to find you guys the picture. It was just like so bad. No. So I was like, okay. I originally wanted this like Monique Lulier dress that I ended up wearing to my, to my wedding. That was like white with these green flower patterns. So beautiful. And I just, the world shut down before I got to try it on. So I went with this. I thought it was meant to be. And, um, Yeah. So it was like a total nightmare. I, did you get your money? Sorry. Oh, well, like that was the thing. So I was like, the dress is not right. Like you guys know it's not right. Like, come on. Yeah. You know? And like, I can be pretty much like, I can get what I want when I want to get it, especially when it comes to something like that. So I was like, this is not right. You know, it's not right. And they were like, well, you're going to have to like hire a lawyer. If you don't want the dress, Uh -uh. you already signed the contract, Like there's uh wordage in here that says, you know, like the, the, um, fabrics are not can't, might not be the same, blah, blah, blah. So they were going to try to get me to hire a lawyer to get my money back. So That's I finally insane. talked with the designer and she was like the biggest bitch I've ever met in my life. Oh. She was like, I'm, I'm going through all this stuff with my family during COVID. And I'm like, okay, no offense. Like I own my own business too. Like I have a lot of personal things that go on. Like that doesn't mean I get to like trauma dump on my client.
0: Right. You know,
2: um, that's like not an excuse for why the wedding dress looks like shit. Um, (laughs) and, and so she was like, we had to go back and forth and back and forth. And basically long story short, she finally admitted to me that she never even tried to dye the tool, the same tool, the color that, I chose because she'd done it once before before I signed the contract. Oh my god! And the fabric melted, and I'm like,
0: Oh my god! Why oh
2: did you not just call me and say,
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. hey, like
2: you know, I can't do it in this color. These are the colors that I can do it in. Let's choose one of those, right? Um. So yeah, so that was the story, and from then I got my Monique, Monique Louboutin dress. Um. The oh, is that is it? that it? Yeah. So this was the original which was like, just, I don't know. So beautiful. Here's me picking out oh, the color. It's beautiful. Wait, show It was so like fun. <laughs> and the, well, actually the kicker for the whole thing is she posted my custom dress on their Instagram before I even saw it. Oh it.
1: no, no. But
2: you can see, like, it's just totally like different. And like, I put it on and it was like,
1: what, what is that?
2: No, no. That, is, that ain't it. No and it was like splitting down the no. middle look
1: at your face you're like fuck this yeah this. you look like
0: you're about to go off let's, zoom in. let's <laughs> zoom in on your face
1: but you look pretty yeah you look Ooh.
0: beautiful mm, that's a side eye that's a side <laughs> it eye it is so yeah it's so yeah mandy yeah
2: mandy jackson saved the day she like got my dress sent in from
1: that's
0: beautiful. new york that's beautiful. i tried it
2: on it was perfect
1: i love that so
2: yeah shout out to mandy jackson if you're looking for a dress go see her in Atlanta
0: um I loved your look is this on Friday that was like the kind of peachy color that yes. dress I love that thank you
2: so that's like a Markarian dress that's one of the designers that I love um they're just so good like everything is so classic and beautiful then also different they do a lot of like sparkles and just beautiful silk fabric
0: I love this silk. And I also love how you put a ribbon in your hair of a different yes. color too. That was yeah. So I like cute. that.
2: Everybody's like doing that now for sure. Well, but
0: I, I did it three years ago. And then on, I know trendsetter. I also love your getting ready robe. So fun. Thank you. That's vintage. My sister actually
2: found that in a vintage shop in New Orleans. And it was like, uh, what do you call it? Tool with like feathers. And then it had these beautiful like brown silk ribbons on I my have around my house. I know, like you would. I'm afraid I'll like get something all over it. So um, I haven't worn it, but you're right. I should. No, you should totally wear this. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, thank
2: you. That's hot.
1: What about for let's just say like clients who don't have a sense of fashion, don't know mm-hmm. where to start? We can talk about hair and makeup and clothing. What would you splurge on? Mm-hmm. I guess let's start with hair and makeup. For you what? just
2: need to get like find first and foremost like a hair colorist that's going to do something. Maybe it's not the most inexpensive hair color that you've ever had, but it's going to be low maintenance and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like start there. Don't get high maintenance highlights if your hair is black. Like just do something that's like beautiful and classic that you can go 12 to 14 weeks in between without having to get
0: it done. Yeah, I, I think the, like the low maintenance blonde look is actually requires someone who really knows what they're doing. Yes. And I love um, um my hairstylist is, you know, who is Mac. Yes, like I I, love he's that. Like one of my best friends, but like anytime I come to his salon, he's like, okay, what are we doing here today? Cause it looks so good. It's grown out. Yeah, You're yeah. like, he's like, I I'm surprised
2: he hasn't tried to do extension on you. Oh, he has. Okay. I was going to say, him he's out like the I extension mask. I know he
0: has some in the back, like that are in a lo- little silk bag for me when I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want
1: to see you with extension. That yeah, was fun.
0: Oh was my fun. gosh. What about like for like, should we
1: splurge on foundation mascara, like three things that we have to have nice. Wise.
2: Um, I would say skincare more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I always tell brides that like my friend Ellie and I tried to put this together before her wedding but it just didn't happen. Um she's like an, a nurse injector. But I just think like spending money on good skincare and finding someone that you trust to do treatments on you if that's something you believe in if you don't want to get Botox whatever don't do it. Um but finding someone who has good taste When it comes to like facials and microneedling and all that stuff, spend more money on your skincare than you do like your makeup. Because then your makeup will land nicely on your face. Exactly. And like, if you're not hydrated and you like eat like shit, like your skin's not going to look good. Your hair's not going to look good. So I always give people like that advice. Just try to focus on your diet, like not to lose weight, to like make your skin look radiant Um, and your hair like nice and shiny and silky.
1: What makes your skin radiant? other than drinking a lot of water. Oh
2: my God. Well, I'm like gluten-free. I have been for like a a while. And I swear that is the number one thing that's like changed my skin. Yeah.
0: And when I find
2: myself eating a lot of dairy, I feel like my skin really breaks out and I feel like I'm way more puffy, but everybody's different. But I've given, I've told brides before, like if your skin, if you have like, um, really like acneic skin or like you're having a lot of breakouts, lose the dairy. And I swear, like the whole, like getting rid of those hormones, extra hormones will help your skin clear up.
0: You know, alcohol is something I notice. Alcohol. Oh my God. Like yes. when you have a big night, think about how you look the yes. next day. And then if you go, you know, Absolutely. without alcohol for a while.
1: It does help. Huge
0: difference. I mean, I know a lot of brides who like go like
2: dead sober for like months before their wedding. And I mean, I think that's super smart. I did like the whole 30 diet, which is like really just like real food. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was like great for me. Um, But yeah, like splurge on skincare. um, I love spending um, money on foundation and under eye concealer. Like, I think those are like a good basis. Mm -hmm. And then I think you can like work backwards from there. Like in my own personal makeup kit and for the one that I use on clients, like I don't think it's important to use designer mascara. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I'm never going to use the same mascara wand on more than one person. Like I'm using something like a different tool for that. So the wand is really what you're buying the product for. Um,
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. So, you know, mascara, I think something that you don't really need to splurge on lipsticks. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many good drugstore things nowadays, blushes, so many good drugstore things. Um, And I think like incorporating clean makeup into your routine is so important just because like, as women, we put so many chemicals on our body from the time that we wake up until we go to sleep. Right. Um so if you're going to choose to use like like chemical skincare, try to maybe use more clean makeup. Like yeah. there's great stores in Charleston. There's a place called Alea Beauty. If you have not been there, you definitely need to check it out. It's it's amazing everything that they have in there but is by the EU standard um and it has the safest ingredients especially for pregnancy. Um, and things like that.
0: Um, I, I love how you're saying right now, the most important thing is to be healthy and to approach your best look in a healthy manner versus I feel like when I got into this industry, what, like 13, 14 years ago, people were just starving themselves and getting really skinny,
1: you Yes. Know? And
0: like, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy and right. you, you don't, you don't have that glow. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And
2: I mean, that's the thing is like, I hate nothing more than someone who looks 20 pounds thinner on their wedding day than they do in their real life.
0: Oh yeah. I knew people from college who you don't even recognize them in their wedding pictures, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and let's get real. The men don't like that. Your groom doesn't like that. No, the groom is into the the body. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's great advice.
2: So thinking of weddings and events and everything, how do you feel that hair and makeup in styling, aligns with event decor and themes for the you know wedding weekends or event weekends I think that it really like comes down to like again like I said like working with a full service planner I think that some people just don't know what they're doing you know like there's nothing worse than seeing like a short person in a giant gown like on the beach in the sand it's like Mm -hmm. hello like you're gonna sink like three inches when you're in sand and Mm -hmm. your dress is gonna make you look like three inches shorter, like in that case, you're getting married on the beach, wear something that's like silk and like, think about it. Like if you were doing a wedding on the beach, like what would be like your overall like arching theme for say like a tent? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think it kind of goes into like vibe and feeling. So to me, I'm thinking like airy, something that's airy or light or catches the wind, Right. nothing heavy.
2: You're not going to like put a bride in a dress that's like full sequin and ball gown right on the beach. It's just like, you're going to, you're going to sink in. It's not going to look right. So I think it's like, okay for the hair and makeup person. I think it's okay for the planner to like talk to each other. And I think that's like one of the biggest things that like I find with working with someone who has a full service planner is like all of the vendors can like come together and talk to each other and be like, okay, what's like our goal? Like, what do we want to get out of this? Because at the end of the day, like we're making money, but we're doing this because we want to be able to like show that we've done it, you know? And so I think it's so important to like talk through that and see like, what is the goal? And then I, as the hair and makeup person can like lead and push in that direction of like, okay, this is what I always tell people, like, show me what your dress looks like. We're not doing your trial until like three months out from your wedding because you might not know what you're wearing two years before, right, or it might right. change. Um, and so I think it's like so important for all the vendors to just talk with each other. And I think maybe that's a good question that you ask your client before you start with, what is your overall arching theme for your wedding for the venue? Like, what are you wearing? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to wear? Like, mm-hmm. what what's like the feeling for like how you want to feel that day?
0: I like the feeling.
1: I do too. Like, how could you tap into the design of the wedding with their beauty? Like, is it a purse that matches the design? Is it something you're adding to their hair, their makeup? Like, how can you make it cohesive with that part? Right. Like,
2: you aren't going to want to wear, like, a full, like, silver sequin party dress if the decor is, like blue and
0: white and lemon trees right right you know it's just not the same and we love i mean the way we work with our vendors is we are very collaborative in terms of we can't take credit for everybody's work you know there are some planners out there who want to take the credit for everyone's ideas but we are of the mindset that we're really good at bringing the best people together yeah so we love having being collaborative and then you might take our design board and spin it in a way that like I don't know beauty like you know beauty Mm -hmm. and and then you might come to the table with some ideas that the client never thought of or we never thought of and that's the reality of why people are coming to us is because if they could do our jobs, they wouldn't need us. Right. So it's up to us to, we take their inspiration and then we expand upon it. And mm-hmm. and I like pushing people mm-hmm. out of their comfort yeah. zone because that's where you get like the high fashion look, the mm-hmm. highly stylized mm-hmm. look that people pay a lot of money for. Yeah. And I think that that's like,
2: that's, I mean, whatever. It's like, we don't want to talk about what you guys talked about in your last podcast, which is Madeline Brockway, but it's like, okay, your wedding was however many million dollars, like $50 million, $60 million. The flowers were insane. They were beautiful, but like, what the fuck were you wearing? Mm. You look like (laughs) you're like getting married
0: at sea Island. It was just basic. I don't know. That's so true. She was checking designer boxes. You
1: just said about picking a brand Dior. Right.
2: But like money, like having money and buying designer doesn't make you look cool. It doesn't make you look good. Like And I think that that was a, that was the number one thing that stuck out to me that made it feel like the whole thing was a brand deal. And I know everyone claims that it wasn't, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, what? Like, how, how do you, how is it not a brand deal? I don't know. My, like, background my degree is in public relations so like everything I look at
1: is from that lens um and I never even I don't think I even heard anything about this or knew this
0: she had custom Dior shoes custom Dior dresses the
1: necklace the everything
0: I never thought about this but then she
1: did the Chanel class
0: and I don't know if it was like a full like I mean
2: even like the hat like down to like the top hat with the veil like okay like it just I don't know. I just felt like she's a be- really beautiful girl. And I think they were in Paris and they were in this like extremely lavish like situation. And her dress to me was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it to me, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. It, I was agree. it just felt like it was like any other like Southern bride getting married in a ball gown. And I don't know. Maybe I that's... loved
0: her dress, but I don't think it matched the caliber mm-hmm. of yes. the wedding.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I think like, what? why was her husband wearing like a, bomber jacket to the rehearsal dinner you're like mm-hmm. in Versailles right yeah
1: I don't know I was yeah. just no it's, it's interesting to I hear was... your opinion on the style and everything yeah and
2: I think that's like the the difference between that her wedding and then the other huge wedding that was Bridget whatever her name is you could just tell that like it was very curated and you could tell that like that was in New York yes it's mm-hmm. true and they spent the time ta- but, you know, and maybe she is, is she an influencer? Yeah, she's a big influencer. Okay, so she's an influencer. So she probably has like a pretty curated, like, vibe about her anyway. So maybe that's what helped. Um, but that's the difference between one, wanting to be an influencer and actually being an influencer. I think you can just see mm-hmm. the difference between the two. Like her hair and makeup was on point. And not that the Madeline rockway girls hair and makeup wasn't on point. Like I thought they did actually a really beautiful job with her hair and makeup. The whole design of that wedding really everything just flowed for me. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, and what I love about her wedding was she didn't, I mean, like the Madeline Brockway wedding was like, let me just like bomb my wealth everything everywhere. More flowers is more flowers. And this, granted, it's in New York where less is more, whereas like Versailles, is like more is right. more, but she's very, Bridget's wedding was very like understated intentional um she didn't have to try too hard yes Um, whereas Madeline definitely tried hard yeah
2: so thinking of that like what what would you have envisioned her in what would you have loved to see her wear I just feel like something less I don't know I just feel like something like less basic I don't know like a color can we pick up pull a picture of her dress yeah
1: and I was really, I said this in our last pod, but like, I was expecting a dress change.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think like, it was too safe and sweet. And I, guess, I mean, what? if you have she's that much
1: money, Texas, let's put on like, 50 Dior gowns.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's from Texas. So I feel like maybe she went with that, but who, so Dior made her wedding dress. Dior made her wedding dress. Yeah. I mean, okay. So like, I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I feel like it was just like, too classic, like I, I felt like if she was gonna go that big with like the decor, maybe something more simple. Like, I don't know, I feel like it was simple, but it was like boring. I don't yeah, know, it
0: was safe. What was would safe.
2: be simple and not boring? I don't know, like spaghetti straps, silk tight. Mm. I don't know, I feel like she's a beautiful girl, like she could have showed, shown off her body, but I feel like that was the other thing for me too. I was like looking at her and I'm like, all her outfits are like so big. She was going for, like, the big and boxy, like... Maybe she
1: wasn't... Every I, trend. Maybe she's not confident. It, I, think that's, that's,
2: I think that's what it was for me. It was, like, every single look was, like, a new trend that, to me, she's going to look back on and be like, that was 2023. Why did right. I do that? Oh, What are you wanting to see or get rid of for 2024? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm kind of over, like, the, like, floral, like, sequin, like, applique. I'm a little over the mermaid. I think what would be fun is like midi length dresses Mm -hmm. and like something that's like shows off an ankle in a shoe. Yes. A colorful Um,
1: shoe or like a neutral shoe?
2: I feel like boho was like so big for a second. I don't know. A colorful shoe could be fun. I don't know. I feel like boho was so big for a second. And like, that was like really, like, that was really a big moment. Like people were doing wide brim hat, like in the desert. Yeah. You know, and that was cute. Yeah. But, you know, I'll probably look back on my own wedding and be like, why did I wear that? I'm you know,
1: to the gloves. Gloves are so fun. So I fun. think metallic is fun. Let's talk bridesmaids. Yeah. What do you hate and what do you love? Oh my
2: gosh. Okay. Oh gosh. Let me think.
1: You're like, I hate bridesmaids in general.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love bridesmaids. And I think like, this is probably going to be like opposite of what you told me earlier. Like, I think it's really fun when you let your bridesmaid, like, show who they are. Um, you know, every now and then you'll get, like, the one bridesmaid that doesn't really have as good of fashion taste as, like, the other people. But here's the color palette. You guys pick your dress and, like, have fun with it. That's when I think people, like, look the best. I think everyone in the same dress is kind of done.
1: Mm-hmm. What's a cool way to incorporate something blue that's not basic mm-hmm. for the bride?
2: You did it on your Friday look. Yeah, with the bow. Yeah, I didn't do anything blue other than that. A rehearsal dinner, I guess. What would you do for your rehearsal dinner? Little bow in her hair. Yeah, blue bow. I did like a oh gosh, what's that um designer called? Um, anyways, she does like she was the original person who did the like velvet bows in the hair, and I just did like a blue bow in the back, which I thought was fun. That's
1: cute. I don't know. I
2: think a cool way to do it is with jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like antique jewelry is fun. Like very good thing that like your mother, your grandmother gave you or borrowing something from someone that's blue. I think shoes are always fun. I wore blue underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not blue eyeshadow, although I feel like that might be coming back. You think? I don't know. I mean, do you, did you guys used to do that when you were younger? Like the mm-hmm. icy blue
0: eyeshadow? I did blue eyeliner.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to bust out that look and see, like, give it like a seventies moment.
0: So one of the questions that we get a lot from our brides is what do we need to do the week leading up to the wedding? I mean, probably the month. You've talked about skincare already, but like in the immediate week when they're coming to town, spray tans, like what do they need to do?
1: Extensions. Yes. And are most girls getting extensions before?
0: Lashes. Anything. All the things. I love lash extensions,
2: although there's the difference between good lash extensions and bad lash extensions mm-hmm. like I'm so over the like full uh, dark mm-hmm. black that just makes you look so harsh yeah that's why like I just love to do like an individual lash on someone um so I'll tell them like if you have someone good that you trust that's going to do a good job have them do the lash extensions because no matter what that's always gonna look probably the best um but I'd prefer to just work with someone natural. Um, I, and add in the, the lash extension or the individual lashes myself, I think hydrated skin, like very hydrated skin, dermaplaning, I think is huge. Like definitely tr- test that out at least a month before your wedding to make sure you don't break out or anything crazy like that. But like getting all the peach fuzz off of your skin will really help makeup look best. Um, yeah we all have a little <laughs> uh-huh. I got that <laughs> a
1: mustache a you a question mustache,
2: yes um don't look at me in the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah literally same. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then I think like tanning I I don't know. I didn't personally get a spray tan because I my husband has more of olive skin tone and he's more pale. And I didn't want to look orange next to That's him. really sweet of you. So mm-hmm. I just did, I really like the St. Tropez gradual tanning lotion. I love that. I think it really is just like a nice finish. But at the same time, like if it's the middle of summer um, and you are super fair, get a spray tan, but just do like a really natural one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing worse than like looking like bright orange or your face being like so tan on your wedding day that like, mm-hmm you know, your hair on your hairline is like orange, you know? Mm -hmm. Agreed. So just like trying not to do any kind of beauty things that are going to make you look too harsh would be my suggestion.
0: And also definitely don't try something for the first time. If you do
2: things like the month or whatever leading up to your wedding that make you feel good about yourself, you're going to feel like you're best on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want to be like super hungover or like
1: Yeah. That's
2: like, there's nothing worse than that.
1: Some people say when you get an IV, it makes you really swollen. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Like your face really swollen and puffy and to not do it the day of your wedding or the day before.
2: I don't know. Like, I feel like when I get an IV, I always feel so good, but yeah, I think you'd like need a couple of days to Mm -hmm. like get Get it out. Get the water out.
0: Have you ever had, I had a bride uh, the last year or so who she got off of birth control several months prior to the wedding, because mm-hmm. she really wanted to have uh, start a of family, like right away. And for women who've gone through this, like you lose your hair mm-hmm. when you make a big hormone change. Like I knew it, like oh, when I God. stopped nursing, your hair falls out. So then all of a sudden she was dealing with these baby hairs, like this new growth. Oof. And she was freaking out. Um, and she like totally oh loses her stylist and the picture, and she looked flawless on the wedding day. But have you ever experienced that? Um, I haven't, but I like
2: definitely see a lot of people who have babies. So I mean, it's probably the same kind of hormone mm-hmm. thing. Like they have babies, and then they get the tiny little hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think extensions are awesome. Like I love doing like full extension installation before a wedding, especially if the brides bring their hair down. So, especially in the summertime, your natural hair will fall, but the extensions just stay curled perfectly. Mm -hmm. Even if you're going to be doing an updo, it's always Mm. nice to add something in there to just give it a little bit more volume. And some people are so freaked out by it, but it really is like, no one's going to know, especially if you get the right color and it's cut properly. Like please make sure whoever you go with for your wedding, like if you're getting clip-in extensions that like you consult with them about what the color, what is the right color. And then also like finding someone who can cut them so that they don't look bad. Like I've like, I mean, and again, like it's happened to me, like in the past when I was like a younger, like baby stylist, someone comes with bright blonde extensions and they're doing a half up, half down. And the top of their hair is like, brown with blonde extensions and then the extensions are bright blonde you can just like you can tell yeah into like the normal person you'd never know that but that's like a
0: you don't want that to happen right you don't want that to happen you and there's a big difference between good extensions and bad extensions yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and the stylist who puts them in exactly yeah yes
1: Mm -hmm. oh what is your dream destination
0: oh my god well I feel like this is so basic but
2: I don't know, like, like Como, I want to do like an Italian wedding so bad. That's not basic. That's That's not basic. (laughs) We'll go Uh, back. (laughs) I feel like everyone was having their moment with that. um, You know, and I just, I guess maybe it's because I've never been to Italy, but I just feel like very drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that the scenery is just
1: like, you can't, it's like unmatched. I could totally see you doing hair and makeup there. Like, I feel like your brand and vibe matches. And we, us too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually,
2: so, if there's any like Como brides that want to hire us, let us know.
1: Come on. All right.
2: So, this or that foundation or airbrush? Foundation
1: liquid eyeliner or pencil eyeliner?
2: Literally never liquid eyeliner. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, what? I only use liquid. No. Seriously,
2: we got to change that up.
1: Mm-hmm. Is
0: it because you can't like smudge it and like why?
2: I don't know. Like, I think there's like a time and moment for the liquid eyeliner and it's bold. Yeah. Cause like, look, you can
1: see how it's not, I didn't connect it to my eyelash.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing I am like, again, like I'm from West Virginia, like West Virginia. Something about like West Virginia, Kentucky, like that area, people really into like the dark black eyeliner, like top and bottom. And that was my thing for a second. And I think I just realized, like, how much younger you look when you don't wear harsh black liner. Mm, I just like, got into you, brown. You should see, like, what how much different your eyes would look if you did, like, a light like, purple or, like, an orangey red. You guys are into, like, design and color theory and stuff like that. If you think about, like, the color wheel, like, blue and orange are opposite of each other. So putting on, like, a red-orange shadow on, like, a blue eye actually looks neutral.
1: Is that a good thing?
2: Yeah. Because I does. do the it orange. So extreme. Like it sounds like it would be so extreme, but it just like makes your eyes look the most beautiful. If your eyes are more like hazel, like using more purpley tones. Yeah. That's, cool. you know? Yeah. All right. Let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ulta or Sephora? Honestly, I think Ulta. I like. <laughs> well, I did not think you would say that. I mean, I love Sephora, but. I do love Sephora Armani foundation. I, think, I do love Sephora because I think they have like so many great brands, but I think they're always out of everything. <laughs> and Ulta, I like Ulta because I feel like like not everyone can afford like really expensive makeup and I think Ulta has like that fun like it's a more approachable because it's like okay, I'm not going to have to spend $700 to get all new makeup. Like I can get a little bit of an Elf moment. I can get Maybe more expensive foundation from mm. like NARS, you know? I also like the Benefit Brow Bar at Ulta. I, I don't can, know this. Oh my God. It's the girl here in Charleston. Um, Jasmine is her name. I
1: Shout admire. out to Jasmine.
2: Jasmine uh, send everyone to her. Like she does a brow lamination that's like $100 and she's so talented. Is that with what brows. you have right now? Yeah. That's like how you get it a, stays like that? a little bit more. There's a girl, Zinnia, that's in Charleston who does amazing brows. Like. I'll go to her all the time, but if I just need like a quick little touch up, I'll go to the benefit brow bar. Every single person I've ever seen there does an amazing job. So take your brows. They'll wax your brows. They'll teach you how to fill them in. It's fun.
0: Oh my God. Wait, They're so is that the one at West Ashley? West
2: Ashley or Mount Pleasant? And you can make your appointment online, which is cool.
0: I'm looking this up right now. All right. Splurge on hair or splurge on skin. You can't say both. <laughs>
2: I'd rather my client come in like two times a year and get like a very low maintenance balayage and send more money, more money on their skincare. Love that.
1: That's very sweet. I kind of oh, try God.
2: to get my clients. Like I tell them like when people come see me for the first time and me, and my husband joke about this all the time because he's a chiropractor and we like talk about our jobs in a lot of ways are very similar because we're both client facing and we both have like maintenance that our clients need to do. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, right now, like my goal like this is expensive. This is an expensive service, but my goal is that I don't have to see you for another like 12 to 14 weeks, you know, and my, right now it's important that you see me like a little bit sooner, maybe six to eight weeks in between. So we can get you into a low maintenance place. But I just don't, I just don't think it's right for hairstylists, like to live in like that lack mentality and like force their clients to come see them every four to six weeks. I think that's like damaging for their hair. And I just think it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I'd rather that.
2: see more different people and give more people beautiful low-maintenance hair than see someone every four to six weeks.
0: I love that. But then also when you think about how expensive, you know, a really good style is, if you think about how many Starbucks you're buying every single day, yeah, you're right. spending more on your daily coffee than you are your hair. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So It's priorities, I guess. And I think
2: that's like what it comes down to like styling and stuff like that. And it's not something that I've ventured into yet, but I would love to like offer that as a service. Not that I'm trying to be a full-time clothing stylist, but I would love to be able to like sit down with the bride and say, okay, like these are options. This is what your overall arching theme is. We're sitting with your planner. We're going to talk about what the, what your goal is for what you want the, the wedding to look like. Then we need to from there, we need to pick out outfits. And then from there, we do hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Like hair and makeup almost needs to be like the last thing because that kind of dictates everything else. In I agree. A way, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 That's really interesting.
2: I
0: would love to start working that into our wedding. I would love yeah. to just
1: like almost require that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we require a stylist, like an attire stylist yeah. on site, you know, to handle all of that. Yes. But That makes a oh, shout out to Khaki. Yes. Shout oh out to Khaki. We need
2: to have her
1: on the pod. Yeah.
2: she's yeah on another level I've seen her
1: give foot massages before she's no she's amazing (laughs) okay all right matte
2: or glossy lipstick (laughs) matte
1: if you have nice lips sure but have you seen these bird lips we ain't doing no matte
2: (laughs) I just don't I'm not like a huge lip gloss person but I do like in between fake tan or natural skin natural skin
0: Have you seen these pale legs? No, I mean, I have a spray tan right right
2: now.
1: now. Yeah, what the heck?
2: (laughs) I have a spray tan right now and I'm feeling very confident because of it. But I think, oh, there's just nothing worse than a bad spray tan. That is like, literally, I like, that's terrible to say. But like my two assistants at work that work with me when they first started working with me, I would be like, I mean, I just don't know what to tell you guys. Like you literally cannot have orange hands and work with me. I can't do that. That's like so bad, you know? And I was like, if you guys are going to get a spray tan, you need to put your hands behind your body. And then they started doing it and it looks so much better.
1: Oh, now, don't get your hands spray tanned?
2: No. Like if you're having someone airbrush you. Yeah. But like, honestly, one of like the best, like at low maintenance tricks is you can literally get a membership at Ultra Tan and get a spray tan every single day if you want for like $70 a month. But That's a cost you got to know the tricks. Days. You need got to know the trick. You gotta, What's the trick? You gotta, if you're getting sprayed, you gotta put your hands behind you. And
0: then that also opens up your armpits. Do they yeah, tell yeah. you to do that? Or you just no. do that? You gotta know all the tricks. You gotta like
2: But then the I have an orange wrist. No, like you would be surprised. Or if you get if you do spray your hands, go into the room and wash your hands after. And then you take your hand like this and you you rub the tan
1: down onto your hand.
2: Oh, it's a whole thing. Like I so had to do why you like Ulta.
1: What the heck? Ulta sponsor us. <laughs> A
2: tan. tan. Oh.
0: Like the tanning bed place. Well, it's. Oh. Know, I have a really good girl here in Charleston who I. Yeah. Well, yeah. D.A. No,
2: Annie. Oh, I love Annie. She's I love Annie. So I also good. like love Paige and I also love Heather.
1: Heather is great. great.
2: Heather I, is a absolute hoot. She's a
1: hoot. Yeah. I love a hoot on my hootie I <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I think this was awesome. Thank you so much Thank for like, talking yeah. about everything you you do. And it, I just feel like very inspired right now.
1: I do too. It's a whole nother. Yeah.
0: It's
2: like, so. honestly, like I, I, I've I never even thought, like it just kind of happened organically. But honestly, I I feel like it makes so much sense if all the vendors can just work a little bit more
1: Collaborate.
0: together. Collaborate. Yeah. All I'd right. really like to end cheers. 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 Cheers.